welcome to questions podcast in this episode i will be discussing radiology recall questions from neat 2020 let's do it so the first question here is a 56 year old female patient presented with progressive dysphagia for solids loss of weight and loss of appetite a barium swallow done is given below so it's an image based question what is the most probable diagnosis so the given options are carcinoma esophagus diffuse esophageal spasm esophageal leiomyoma and esophageal feb so it is highly evident from the given diagram that it is a case of carcinoma esophagus the most probable diagnosis is carcinoma esophagus barium study in carcinoma of the esophagus shows irregular narrowing mucosal destruction and shouldered margins that is the most important point to be kept in mind shouldered margins esophageal leiomyoma if it would have been esophageal leiomyoma there would have been a semi lunar filling defect in cases of uh, esophageal web we see that there is this abrupt sort of uh, uh, disruption in the lumen which then regains its normal width and diffuse esophageal spasm is actually more of a direct constriction of the whole of the esophagus so uh, these options are ruled out and the diagnosis is carcinoma esophagus moving on to the next question a 30 year old female presented with hypertension chest pain and cramping of the legs okay so hypertension chest pain and cramping of the legs a chest radiograph was taken which revealed the condition as shown in the image below what is the likely cause of hypertension in this patient so as i see this uh, chest radiograph i would like to explain to you what it actually shows it actually shows a form of inverted three kind of an appearance of the aorta so it is most probably a case of coarctation of aorta the other given options along with coarctation of aorta are aortic aneurysm aortoarteritis and essential hypertension and so the answer is coarctation of aorta and the given x-ray demonstrates the classic three sign which is pathognomonic of the coarctation of aorta the three sign is actually an indentation of the aorta at the site of coarctation pre and post stenotic dilatation along with left paramediastinal shadow result in formation of such effect other chest x-ray features in coarctation of aorta this is very important this is to be kept in mind if the three sign is not that prominent how can we uh, uh, get to know that this is a case of coarctation of aorta so dilated left subclavian artery dilated left subclavian artery left subclavian artery dilated then there is dilated ascending aorta ascending aorta is dilated now this would be particularly important in cases where the coarctation is more distal so the three sign is not that evident in that cases we will have to look for a dilated ascending aorta or notching of third and ninth ribs due to rib erosion by dilated collateral vessels that is very important notching of the third and ninth ribs due to rib erosion by the dilated collateral vessels so this is about this question it was a case of coarctation of aorta moving on to the next question a 51 year old man complains of abdominal pain and blood stained stools the barium study of his intestines shows the following finding now it is again an image based question what is the most likely diagnosis what i can see is a barium study in which a sort of a 
thinner pipe enters into a more broader pipe so it is, seems like it's a case of intussusception let's look at the options which are volvulus intussusception ulcerative colitis and diverticulitis so i'll go ahead and mark intussusception and the answer is yes it is intussusception in intussusception the occluding mass prolapsing into the lumen has been termed the coiled spring appearance barium in the lumen of intussusceptum and in intraluminal space in adults it develops due to a tumor of the bowel the intussusception appears as a sausage shaped mass in the longitudinal plane or a target mass in the transverse plane on a ct or an ultrasonogram now the target sign which is also known as the donut sign not so common in this part of the world so it is seen usually on the ultrasound or on ct scan pseudo kidney sign this is seen on the longitudinal section of the bowel the edematous bowel resembles renal parenchyma and the mesentery which is tracked into the intussusception resembles the renal hilum mesentery resembles hilum mesentery hilum and the parenchyma is being uh, masqueraded by the edematous bowel so the next sign sign which can be seen is crescent in a donut sign crescent in a donut sign again a very important sign now volvulus presents with constipation and abdominal bloating and it shows coffee bean sign so it is ruled out diverticulitis presents with pain in the left iliac fossa nothing of that sort has been given in the history so that is also ruled out ulcerative colitis if it would have been a case of ulcerative colitis there would have been some mention of backwash ileitis there is no mention of any such history of backwash ileitis so backwash ileitis is also ruled out it is a case of intussusception moving on to the next question a cystic lesion in the supracellar region with calcification is seen on mri what is the most likely diagnosis now we have seen this question in the previous episode as well it is a case of craniopharyngioma so nothing more to discuss here it is actually a congenital anomaly in which rathke's pouch uh, remnants uh, evolved into forming a craniopharyngioma we know that it has got two variants adventinomatous which is seen in children and the other variant which is seen in adults calcification is more common in the adventinomatous variant moving on to the next question personal monitoring of radiation is done by now personal monitoring the options are collimators linear accelerator grid tld badge answer here is tld badge I think all of us must have seen TLD badge some of us must have used TLD badges as well so the answer here is TLD badge TLD badge is actually a thermoluminescent dosimeter which is made up of lithium fluoride and dysprosium the badge should be positioned according to local or national practices and this badge this this fluid and this this matter which is contained in the badge that is lithium fluoride and dysporium it is sent to the testing laboratories after some specified time limit like a, a year or 6 months and then they test out the complete radiation exposure of the patient in that specified time period so yeah that is how personal monitoring of radiation is done now moving on to the next question the appearance of ultra sonogram at saphenofemoral junction showing common femoral vein common femoral artery and the great saphenous vein is 
also known as the options are string sign telox sign stamers sign mickey mouse sign so what are the vessels that we that they that they are talking about it is the common femoral artery common femoral vein and the great saphenous vein so the answer here is obviously mickey mouse sign the appearance of usg at saphenofemoral junction mickey mouse sign it represents a normal anatomy this is not an anomaly it represents a normal anatomy of femoral vessels as seen in a duplex ultrasound and yeah that's the question moving on to the last question uh, sorry the second last question of this exam from radiology topic uh, plethoric lung fields are seen in now here are in the options these are some congenital cardiac anomalies like uh, tricuspid atresia abstin anomaly tetralogy of fallow tapvc that is total anomalous pulmonary venous connections now the answer here is uh, plethoric lung fields hmm. plethoric lung fields are actually seen in tapvc pulmonary venous obstruction in tapvc there is a very evident pulmonary venous obstruction which results in pulmonary arterial hypertension which in turn leads to plethoric lung fields hmm. increased pulmonary blood flow is seen in tapvc which is a cyanotic heart disease but there are three asynotic conditions as well in which pulmonary blood flow is increased they are uh, ventricular septal defects arterial atrial septal defects and patent ductus arteriosus so all in all there are four conditions which we have to keep in mind which increase the pulmonary blood flow vsd asd pda and tapvc However, the blood flow is decreased in the conditions like Epstein anomaly, tetralogy of fellow or tricuspid atresia. Moving on to the last question. Here, a patient complains of neck stiffness and severe headache. CT image is shown below. Now, first I would like to explain you the CT image. In this image, you can see uh, the sort of abnormal increased signal from the base of the brain and area near the cistern the basal cistern so the options are meningitis subarachnoid hemorrhage intraparenchymal hemorrhage and hemorrhagic stroke so the history is trying to make me mark meningitis but since the ct image is very evident of subarachnoid hemorrhage i'll go with subarachnoid hemorrhage so here the answer is subarachnoid hemorrhage the clinical manifestations of neck stiffness and severe headache with ct revealing blood in the basal cistern points out to a diagnosis of subarachnoid hemorrhage the most common cause of this type of hemorrhage is trauma the most common spontaneous cause of subarachnoid hemorrhage is the rupture of berry aneurysms it presents as a thunderclap headache the worst headache that anybody can experience in her or his life neck rigidity and transient loss of consciousness without focal and neurological deficit non contrast ct shows blood in the basal cistern so that's it for this episode of the questions podcast i'll meet you guys in the next one You can also listen to this podcast on Spotify and other platforms. Thank you.